orange slice all day long. We're listening there to There are times Gaia. and moments in our life that are absolutely devastating. And I know we didn't get the chance to talk it's about some shifting of these to things, higher but realms. when we have point about suicide. situations that we think we cannot survive, being able to call upon or find this melody or find this hum allows all of the emotion, allows all of the pain, allows all of the joy to rush through your body at a cellular level. And we have to remember that we're not solid, so it's literally right. flowing right through us. Mm -hmm. And we could feel all of it. But there is, and I don't want to use the word appreciation, but it is, I would say, humility, where you understand that there is something so much more powerful out there and that what you're feeling now is a testament to the depth of love that is on the other side of the veil. And that hum or that melody that flows through you is saying you're not alone. It is saying you are loved and you can get through this. It's like someone coming and as you're on your knees, wrapping their arms around you and holding you and saying, I'm right here. And that I'm right here is you. Right. That is you holding that innocent peace that is feeling injured. And that's so important right now because suicide rates have skyrocketed. And we were going to talk about it, but I would like to come back. Have you come back another time and go into suicide from a much more elevated level of looking at what happens when all possibilities are there and things start playing out in this way. Yes. And I, I think suicide is a, a very important topic to talk about. Mm -hmm. Not many people have studied um, what actually suicide is, mm -hmm. but suicide isn't a choice. People that are committing suicide have no choice, just as you have no choice that you have cancer, you have no choice if you have heart disease, you have no choice if you're getting hit by a car. Suicide is the exact same thing. It's a very natural act, and it begins at a, like with unicellular organisms commit suicide. At the cellular level, cells commit suicide. And animals and plants both have what is a suicide gene. Our body is an animal. And I, th I think that when, if we have a chance to come back and talk about that, we open up with what is suicide and what does it look like in the brain as, you know, the brain inflames and the people have no choice. And then when we hear mediums or someone say, you know, your person that you love that commits suicide, they didn't mean it. Well, they didn't. They had no control over it. They didn't want to commit suicide. And the other thing is, before we continue, is they are okay, and they are safe, and they are loved, and they're not in trouble. They're not in timeout. They're not having to learn a lesson. It's a very natural thing that they had to go through that was very, very painful here on Earth, but they're out of pain now. Thank you for that, and that's just an opener and a tease toward a larger conversation Absolutely. next time I have you on. But, Marin, thank you so much for everything you've shared. And just very briefly, Marin, we have fireside chats, I learned, where hundreds of people show up. Like, 
at a real fireside? What, what are these? <laughs> they started out as a real fireside. Yeah. And then when COVID hit, they moved to online, and I've just started opening them up to Zoom. And so um, I have monthly fireside chats. I, what I do is I pull the questions that I get most often for a month, and then I'll answer those questions during that fireside. But there's no question off the table, and there's nothing that we can't discuss. And so once a month, we get people coming in, and I have two sessions, two firesides, one in the morning, one in the evening. That way, if you're in another part love of the it. world, you can join in. I love it. Good. How do they find you? MarinMuter.com. Okay. All right. Well, very good. Thank you so much for uh, letting me know that that's even happening. I've got to join in and see what some of these questions are. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Muter. you again, Marin. Uh, Just absolutely delightful name. and joyous having you here. Marin Muter. There's no writing like Marin's. Her new book is called Your Quantum Brain, Nothing Like It. It uses baking as a metaphor for our quantum reality, so of course I love it. Stunning, delicate writing. Until next time, thank you for joining us here on Open Minds. Hmm. She's not on Facebook. Um... Probably just go to marinmuter.com. What <gasps> if she's on Twitter? I try to present the Enneagram more as a lens, kind of a narrow lens. Mm -hmm. But what happens is you see a broad view. You're still okay if you know yourself, but if you don't? If you don't, you're in trouble, I think. Underneath each type is one version of I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy. It's a way to try to fill up that gap. There's a, some knowledge and a lot of mystery around it. You could say that we are each a piece of work. Yeah. You could also say we are each a work of art, and both are true. What you add to that exclamation point is a question mark and say, I have to do this this way. Well, don't I? In my previous conversation with Frank DeLuca, we gave an overview of the Enneagram and touched on some of the personality types and their dynamics. Today, Frank is back with us and we're going to take a deeper dive into the potential of the Enneagram in all of our relationships. His new book is titled A Field Guide to Humans, Enriching Relationships Through the Enneagram. Welcome back, Frank. It's so good to see you again. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. I love the conversation I had last time with you. I love it. And you got a good response to it. People want to know more about it. And I know that because you're back already. That means you were really popular. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. I, it's this material that is so captivating for people. And uh, once you touch it, you think that there's something here, and I want to follow what it is. So I'm happy to talk about and it. And you did, I said this last time, and I will say it again, because your book is out, I saw an early version yep. before it went through the editing process and everything, and I was so blown away by the essential nature of it. And I mean, hmm. you took so much and boiled it down in a beautiful, beautifully illustrated, hmm. small book to the essence of each of these types, and that took, well, a lifetime of doing the Enneagram. It took, it took a bit of work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I really respect what you did, because it's used, anyone can sit down and use it. That was my idea. Yes. It should be accessible to people without having to be taken away by too much information or theory that you're not, really not ready for. There's so many layers to the Enneagram, and I right. tried to present just a layer that will be helpful immediately in your relationships. Yes, so... Mm -hmm. Kudos to you. So first thing I want to find out yeah. is sometimes when people use the Enneagram, you use it to put others more than yourself in a box. Mm -hmm. 
And you said that's not how the Enneagram is meant to be used. It's a lens. Mm -hmm. So if you would please go ahead and mm. explain the difference between yeah. those so we don't get in some bad habits using Enneagram yeah. right off the bat. Try to correct that from the start. Well, it's easy because we could think, well, we read a little description and we decide, oh, I know, you must be a five. And then it's kind of like the conversation is done. I have it down. I've read something about fives, and you definitely are a five. And if I'm on the receiving end of that, especially if I don't know anything about the Enneagram, it's like, what did you just do to me? Right. You know, it's kind of, I, I say, I think it's, it's, a, it's a conviction. It's like, oh, I've got it. The other way, and it's also a box, and some people object to the Enneagram or any typing system to say, I'm, I'm all of these, or don't put me here. I'm more than this. You are. But if you take the time to notice, we tend to be patterned people. We tend to, and people who know us see our patterns more than we do. How often in a relationship does someone say, you always, you, you, you never, that means they're seeing a pattern. Yes. And you might say, oh, I never do that. Well, every day you do that. <laughs> yes, and that's, and we are blind to our own exactly. habitual nature. It's exactly right. So I try to present the Enneagram more as a lens, meaning look through this. It's kind of a narrow lens, mm -hmm. but what happens is you see a broad view. You begin to see someone in their complexity. You begin to see where they what might be going on inside of them. Because the Enneagram, it, in boxing people in, it's, it's oh, their behavior is fixed. And the Enneagram says it really isn't so much about your behavior, what your type is, but what's motivating you? Why do you act that way? That's why people have a hard time typing themselves or others, because we all act like these different types at different times. But it takes a while to see what I'm calling the hidden personality. And the Enneagram is really talking about what we don't see about ourselves. Yes. I mean, that seems very apparent. You and I were talking uh, when you were getting your hair quaffed, you know, yeah. <laughs> about, I said, well, I think I'm this, this, and this, and you're like, hmm, but are you really? <laughs> you know, it's like we see ourselves as one way, and because this is almost kind of a self-diagnosis, you can do it through software, too, and it'll kind of give you types, we're only going through our lens of perception about exactly. ourselves. Right, right. You know, uh, that's a really good point, and there are typing tests, and you can do things, and they can be helpful. As you know, the trouble with that is we're going to see ourselves a certain way, and sometimes we choose a type that we would like to be. Mm -hmm. And also I've seen, for example, recently, more men like to type themselves as eights because they think it's a more masculine power. type. Power. Right. It takes a while to really discover your type. Mm -hmm. I never push it. I never. I try not to type people uh, because it's a discovery process. And that's what I mean about the lens. You can take this and put it on yourself. Mm -hmm. But I don't think people should ever believe, even if someone else types them, uh, or, t or three tests say this, you have to verify it yourself. Right. You have to start to ask the questions, really, is that true about me? Mm -hmm. And it starts to process of self-discovery. Mm -hmm. And so one layer, outer layer of the Enneagram is these personalities. Mm -hmm. You go a step further and say, is this true for me? And... In the, as I think I said before, the Enneagram is not particularly kind to our egos. It's not here to make us feel better. That is true. And you see in the book even, yeah. it's lovely, but it'll show the elevated and detrimental aspect of each of these aspects. Yeah. And if we're able to handle that truth, it's a very liberating system. Absolutely, because you know everybody has 
the elevated and detrimental in them. We're exactly. all struggling to learn in some area of our life. Exactly. So not to be afraid of that and say, oh, no, I have to be perfect. We get back, because I, I interrupted you on that yeah. too, going back to the eight and men trying, tending to over-identify with the powerful and, and the eight. What about, I'm wondering generationally if that what that mm. might look mm. like. Because I'm wondering about the younger millennials and Zoomers because oftentimes the girls are kind of outpacing them in some basic levels now. That's a good question. I hadn't really thought about that. Um, I think that some, well, there's personality types, and then there's children of the archetype of each one. Mm -hmm. And certain times and cultures, for example, men might have been expected to be more in the eighth role. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean they were necessarily eights. Mm -hmm. And I think what you're alluding to with the younger generation is, isn't quite as fixed in gender roles, definitely. Mm -hmm or in having to be a certain way. And so uh, I think that I don't, I haven't, some people do try to look at trends. Are there more right. of these types of certain types of generations? Right. No one really has much evidence. Like my that. dad's generation compared to a Zoomer. Yes. It's like, holy cow. But then, of course, if I can just say this, there is reincarnation in my book, in my mm -hmm. mind, if there's reincarnation. Mm -hmm. And uh, my dad's generation, his dads are back. I mean, they are Zoomers and millennials now. And they bring those imprints through, too. I mean, these things take a long time to cycle through. Life's yes, lifetimes. lifetimes. Yeah. And they can bring back propensities like putting a little, you know, carrying an attache case and wearing a buttoned-up shirt to eighth grade. It's like, Grandpa's back. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we don't know if it's really a personality and a cultural overlay. Right. Same with the Enneagram. Sometimes yeah. people can't see themselves because maybe they work in a company that's very three-oriented. They have to take on three characteristics. Mm -hmm. They're not really a three. But they don't know that because they've become that for so many years in order to get along or to mm -hmm. survive. And sometimes that's where stress is. If someone is in an environment that expects them to behave in a certain way, it's not their native land, you might say. You're always having to push against your... Uh, more natural tendencies. And you've seen this a lot because you're also a counselor. I your background is in psychology, right? Mm -hmm. And so you've dealt with a lot of people both on an interpersonal level, marriage and family, but also what just what you're talking about is how you have to present yourself in your professional world. Mm -hmm. I'm not asking for percentages, but is it common that someone is actually presenting who they really truly are when they show up in their power world around them? Are we often having to wear masks? Oh, there's a lot of that. And it's just... It's just how life is. I mean, you yeah. just deal with it. Uh, the This is where self-awareness really helps. Because I think that most stress that people experience is they just don't know themselves well enough. Mm -hmm. If you know yourself well enough and you're in an environment that's demanding you behave in certain ways, you can kind of 
figure out a way through that. You can fake it. You can kind of fake it yeah. if you want, and you know who you really you're are. You're still okay if you know yourself, but if you don't? If you don't, you're in trouble, I think, because then you, you don't know who the real self is in there, how you might normally be, and so you're going to be pushing against your tendency, and I find the Enneagram, once you begin to kind of see your basic nature, you can align yourself more with that in, in the positive way, hopefully. Oh, yeah. You know? But, uh, and we all keep saying we all can take on behaviors of any of the nine types. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there are certain times when I was uh, doing a book and working with an editor and thinking about presentation and thinking about now I'm getting into the marketplace. That's a very three function. Mm -hmm. I want this to look good. I want it to be successful. I want to bring people around me who can make this successful. I want to be known for this. Mm -hmm. That's not my native land, actually. What, what are you, tell me your number. I'm a type one. What? My focus is I want to get it done right. Right. This has to be exactly perfect. From the oh my gosh, and then you have to engage with an editor. <laughs> it was a one, I think. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not sure. But editing is a good example. Editing is a one function. Yeah. You have to be exacting. You have to try to get the words right. You, you want to present correctly. But it doesn't mean the editor was a one, but she was functioning in that role. And so for me as a one, it can be real help because I'm, I'm already worried about getting it right. And if someone else is getting make sure my words are right, we went back and forth quite a bit. Oh, I went that's through an some exhausting stress. process under yeah. the best of circumstances. Yeah. And I had to kind of borrow on the three. I'll have to admit, it said, you know, you're, it's just good enough. I mean, I had Enneagram teachers verify this is good enough. Yeah. Uh, but my job was to say, but I want this to go out in the world more. And threes are really good at that. Yes. They understand presentation. They understand uh, knowing what people want and how to present that. And so as a one at root, it can feel like, but it's got to have integrity. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm in integrity, but I, there were certain things in the book where I had to say, you know, this is good enough. And it's time to keep it moving. And a three has a very forward-moving energy. Yeah. We have a goal. We're going to get there. So I had to really borrow on the three quite a bit. I'm glad you talked about the one because a little later on in our talk, we're going to get to some type combinations. And the only one that wasn't included was the one. So now we just found, tell us a little bit more about the one again, about yourself, besides the need to have things right, um, yeah. that sense of integrity, perfection. It's an innate drive. You know, if you if you go down a few layers in the Enneagram and motivation, and even kind of existential motivation.
Stop fucking said I'm covering Gaia shows on my podcast we'll post the podcast about reptilians and cat people cat-headed gods like Bastet in Egypt I will post that this afternoon and if I see a spike I will know that it is because I told people about it on Instagram there's no spike in and it remains crashed like it has for the past week then I'll just have to dance like nobody's watching and keep keep on keeping on Okay. Okay. I'm a fucking media blitz. DHS.gov and Pima Sheriffs. Stop geofencing me. This is a cease and desist order. You will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law.
Brad, Kevin, and Dix at DHS. Shame on you for surveilling me 24-7 without a fucking warrant. Me, a person with the squeaky cleanest record in America. GFY Brandon, I told you, asked you nicely on my birthday to get your DHS employees off my ass. POTUS, Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Now, Mark
Okay, so. I'm going to select all fucking Joe Biden. Okay, I'm covering Gaia shows on my podcast. We'll post the podcast about reptilians and cat people, cat-headed gods like Bastet in Egypt. I will post that this afternoon, and if I see a spike, I will know that it's because I told people about it on Instagram. <coughs> if there's no spike, and it remains crashed like it has for the past week, then I'll just have to dance like nobody's watching. As always... And keep on keeping on just like I do. And nobody is going to gonna stop me because I'm fucking unstoppable. I'm a fucking unstoppable stoppable media blitz. Motherfuckers. And here is a reminder. DHS.gov and Pima Sheriff. To stop fucking geofencing me. This is a cease and desist. Public public complaint to the fullest extent of the law Brad Kevin namely namely Namely, Brad, Kevin, and the dicks at DHS. The literal dicks. Shame on you for surveilling me without a fucking warrant. Me, a person with the squeaky cleanest record in America. Go fuck yourself, Brandon. POTUS, Joe Biden, I told you, asked you nicely on my birthday this year to get your DHS employees off my ass. They are probably still there because Trump hired them to harass me. I demand you tell them um, because I am number one gadfly. I am his Trump's diaper dines. <coughs> Number one, Gadfly. For many years.
voice of justice. Justice is a woman. Okay. Fuck yourself, Brandon. Okay. Try to read again. Covering Gaia shows in my podcast will post the podcast about reptilians and cat people. Fuck. Welcome back to the Lockbuster oh, Chat. They don't want me to post this. Okay. Here we go. I got back to it. Okay, lock Trump up. presidential candidate calling for Trump's immediate incarceration. Oh. Ayo. And I'm going to protest. Oops. Thank you. 
occupied Democrats. over there. Heh. <laughs> I didn't fucking vote for you, old man. You're just a stopgap to fascism. Joe Biden, damn you for the Willow Project approval, allowing them to pollute our air even more. GFY, Brandon, you are your, you and your corporate Democrat colleagues stole the primary from us, the people of America. Passwords. Post it yet? Try again. Shit. Account was compromised. No, I didn't. Kitty, fuck off. Shit. Fuck. Some, somebody hacked in, it looks like somebody hacked into my Instagram account. <laughs> well, anyway. Projects. 
Okay. So here, here's what uh, you know they, they hacked in my account because <laughs> I uh, I tagged CIA, I tagged uh, DH, all the DHS. Yeah, they don't want getting out. You know, I named uh, my my sensors uh, DHS. I'm covering Gaia shows in my podcast. We post podcasts about reptilians and cat people, cat-headed gods like Bastet in Egypt. I will post that this afternoon, and if I see a spike, I will know this because I told people about it on Instagram. If there's no spike and it remains crashed like it has for the past week, then I'll just have to dance like nobody's watching, as always, and keep on keeping on just like I do. Nobody is going to stop me because I am a fucking unstoppable media blitz and my first... So I guess they, you know, they're saying, oh, so you think. And here's a reminder, DHS, Gov, and Pima Sheriffs to stop effing geofencing me. This is a cease and, or, and desist public complaint I'm filing right now with the U.S. government. You will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, namely Brad, Kevin, and the literal dicks at DHS. Shame on you for surveilling me without a fucking warrant. Me, a person with the squeaky cleanest record in America, GFY Brandon, POTUS Joe Biden, I told you, asked you nicely on my birthday this year to get your DHS employees off my ass. They're probably still there because Trump hired them to harass me because I am Diaper Don's number one gadfly for many years. I'm only one in America, I believe, calling for capital punishment and definitely the only uh, presidential candidate. Capital punishment as commensurate punishment for Mr. Trader Trump's crimes. Voice of justice. Demand you tell them. I demand you tell them to stop now. I'm going to call the White House comment line, and if your part-time operators are picking up, it's a miracle. You're almost as bad as Trump with the crappy com communications with the public. He shut down the White House comment line. You just make it almost impossible to leave a message. How much is a fucking voicemail machine, Joe Biden? LOL. Hey, old man Brandon. Do you know what a voicemail is? When I'm president, I will answer my own phone for at least one hour a week, maybe one hour a day. Anyone could call and talk to me for that one little space of time. You obviously don't want to hear from us, fucking old man. I didn't vote for you, Brandon. You are just a stopgap to fascism, Joe Biden. Damn you for the Willow Project approval, allowing them to pollute our air even more. GFY, Brandon, you and your corporate Democrat colleagues stole the primary from us, the people of America. They don't want, uh, they don't want, uh, sort of, they don't want, yeah. Okay. I'm going to, um, take screenshots of this and post it on Twitter. I see. definitely don't want me to get this out, so I'm going to get it out. Fuck them.
was compromised compromised uh, Def don't want you to see this post POTUS Joe Biden running because I'm I'm gonna do a way better job to POTUS way better job way better job are you hey what's going on are you okay huh Bugging you? We can't wait. We can't wait. No time to waste. No time to waste. To waste. Ayo. We need a woman, a progressive, not fucking corporate Democrat. Fucking crotchety old man. <laughs> crotchety old man. Motherfucker, Marianne. Marianne will appreciate this. Marianne told me that told us about this. No time to waste, fucking old man. Okay. United States. Joe Biden. No, I can't do Joe Biden on the tag him on uh, Twitter. Um, Justice Democrats. Justice Democrats. Fucking Occupy Democrats. National Coalition of Democratic Youth.
It's a lonely road, but hey man, I got my pets, I got my uh, chosen family. Two more people, Popak, how about Popak? Ready your president, where's that one? With presidents taking nuclear codes and cuddling with them in shower, think I'm in love. Let's see, fuckers, fuckers, fuckers. Hold on. There it is. Hi, I'm Chester, and I'm already your president. You know, Mark Twain once said that we like to be lied to, and that was the cause of his great success, because people wanted to believe a story. So I'm Crotchety old man. Not. No time to waste. Need a woman, progressive, not crotchety. Crotchety old man who allows polluters poison our air even more. Shit. Forgot my Instagram thing was compromised. Shit. Ah. Oh, yo. just deleted that tweet that I spent all that time on. My tweet was sent. That was a different one.
Message to Joe Biden. POTUS. Joe Biden. Stoner. Citizens for Ethics. Midas Touch. Midas Touch. Midas Touch. Glenn. Karsner. Where's Glenn Karsner? I don't see Glenn Kirshner anymore. Holy shit, what happened to him? Holy fuck. Popak. Um. Alvin Bragg, Democratic Coalition. Uh, Progressive Democrats for Delaware. Breaking news, what is a breaking news? News feed. Commensurate punishment for Mr. Trader Trump. It's crimes. Voice of justice, bitches. See here. 
So that was kind of ironic that they uh, shut me down. <laughs> I'm unstoppable media blitz. Fucking beat me up in my own driveway. Pima Sheriff's beat me up in my own driveway. Name is Kunair, motherfucker.